0: up everybody welcome back to episode number 12 of the mac geeks podcast i'm your host as always jacob hugley and i'm excited yet again to be bringing you the second of our two-part fantasy wrestling series uh we had a great time chatting in this uh this another two hour long conversation me tony and todd just cannot seem to talk for less than two hours when it comes to wrestling so um, we had a really good good chat, and uh, I learned a lot of good stuff, uh, a lot of good stuff for you guys, for your fantasy teams, and uh, if you're if you're just an ACC wrestling fan and you don't know anything about fantasy wrestling, again, I really encourage you to listen to episode number 11, where we went over the first three teams, and then also this episode where um, you get to learn more about fantasy wrestling, and I encourage you to take part in fantasy wrestling. It really is a lot of fun. It's a, it's a good way for you to kind of spread your knowledge of wrestling and Uh, become more of a fan of the sport and it it just overall is awesome so go visit wrestlestat.com and uh, you know join the fantasy league for this upcoming year Uh, it's only a couple bucks to join a league and that money goes directly to the guys at wrestlestat who have been doing just a fantastic job since 2013 putting together all this information for us they basically do it for free so um, you know i'm perfectly okay giving them a couple dollars here and there uh, I mean, they deserve way more than that. So yeah, but, um, last episode we actually talked about Duke, North Carolina and Virginia tech. So that leaves the final three for this episode, which is going to be NC state Pitt, and Virginia. So those are the three that we get into in this episode. Uh, it's a great time talking about these three teams. They have a lot of hammers in their lineup, a lot of, of really great fantasy wrestlers. Um, And, you know, we kind of get into it a little bit, but remember that there's a difference between, uh, you know, a great fantasy wrestler and and a good wrestler in general, right? So just because you're not a guy that we want on the fantasy team per se does not mean that you're not a fantastic wrestler, right? So uh, we get into that topic a little bit more in this though. So make sure you tune in and here is our episode with the next three teams with me, Tony and Todd.
1: It was good. Worked the the nine to five. Um, the little dude got to see his great grandmother today up in Reading, PA. So they were gone for the day. I came up at like lunchtime and it's, it was almost like walking into like a frat house in a way. There were pillows everywhere. There were blankets, pots and pans on the, on the sink and on the thing and everything. The only difference is instead of beer bottles, it's like breast pumps and breast milk and yeah. and stuff like that so it's a little bit a little bit more icky i would say Still liquid but, everywhere right exactly but got my sandwich came back downstairs into the basement to work and, and do wrestling stuff <laughs> so awesome. it was,
0: it's been a day it's been a day yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that at some point i think i'm i'm 24 so we still got a couple more years uh, my wife's getting through dental school so you know probably a little after that but uh Yeah, we've talked about it before and obviously with her going to be a dentist and I am a teacher, you know, whenever we get to that point, it's going to be me that's drowning in the baby bottles. So uh, (laughs) it's
1: way better financial uh, choice there, but yeah. uh, Yeah. So it's not terrible, but I would, I would say the Billy Madison, like stay here, stay as long as you can (laughs) being being without a child. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'll for sure be a little bit, uh, but Todd, how are you doing today?
2: Um I'm doing pretty well. I um and today I had my obviously my physical therapy for my arm, trying to get my arm back to at least close to hundred percent. Um then I spent the rest of the day trying to get a hold of anybody at the unemployment office in Pennsylvania. Uh I got my unemployment benefits. I got a letter that said I was approved in uh June and uh here it is almost october and uh, i haven't had any money hit my account yet so um even though i have, i apply my bi-weekly claims every other you know every other week i haven't gotten any money yet so and trying to get anybody on the phone at the unemployment office i might as well be trying to make a you know trying to see the pope so yeah there's just no way to get through so right, well, i'm working on it
0: <laughs> well do you have any problems with the the stimulus check at the beginning of this
2: no, I got the stimulus check right away. I just, uh, for some reason, you know, I've been approved for the unemployment and I keep filing, but no money is actually hitting my account. So trying to mm-hmm. talk to somebody that, that knows something um, at the unemployment office. But, you know, life could be worse. I'll, I'll, I'll get through it.
0: <laughs> so uh, I, I know I've heard you talk about it on your podcast at some point, but uh, what, what exactly happened to your arm?
2: Oh, uh, I was um, I worked. I was working for my friend doing granite countertop installs, and uh, had a really heavy day, really big kitchen, and uh, the very last lift of the day, the final piece, um, uh, tore my bicep tendon completely off. Mm-hmm. Like, it rolled up into my armpit, um, and then it, it took uh two surgeries to fix it, and I got a huge scar that starts at my forearm goes a hole up to my armpit, um, and they had to go in there and like pretty much redo the whole surgery after the first one, so. I'm still, it's been about, it's uh, actually been almost exactly four months, and I got a couple more months to go. So hopefully by the end of six months, it'll be somewhat back to normal.
1: Man, it's pretty gnarly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that sucks. I uh, my, my father-in-law tore his bicep tendon also, um, had to get surgery on it, but he only had one surgery, so it probably wasn't as bad, I guess.
2: Well, w- what happened with mine was the first surgery, um, they, they reattached my own bicep tendon, um, but there was a giant uh, calcium formed on the bicep tendon itself, so it looked like I had a softball in my forearm. And they went in and did an X-ray, and they're like, "Dude, your some went wrong. Like your whole friggin' bicep tendon is calcified." So I had to go see a specialist, and I had to, they had to cut my arm open to get all that calcium out of there, and they had to do a cadaver tendon. They said, you know, they had to remove my tendon and put a new tendon in. So it was like a whole, you know, I had to open up my whole arm to get in there. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, uh, I've, I mean, I can relate a little bit. I've had nine surgeries in my foot. Uh, I had a motorcycle accident when I was in high school and I had two of those surgeries were clearing out staph infections. So Mm. yeah, I almost lost it a couple of times, but it's okay. still there. Doesn't do much, but it's still there.
2: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but it's like yeah. the like the Mister Deeds foot kind of. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, really though, like from my ankle bone down, it's gotten better because it's been, uh, heck, it's been like nine or ten years now. But um, it, it's gotten better. But like for the first like five years, probably I couldn't feel anything, like zero. Yeah, nothing. really. Yeah nothing at all it was oh, legitly you could have stabbed me in the foot like with the fire poker like you did <laughs> but uh you know it's gotten better so I can feel a little bit of it but I would, I would say I can feel probably like 60 percent of my foot now but hmm. you know there's definitely but some can spots you, can you
1: still run and and everything like that or do you is there any issue with that
0: yeah I still run um I look like I got shot so people probably <laughs> are wondering what the hell's going on when I'm running. But um I'm not much of a runner anymore after that, right. <laughs> but uh,
1: I never was. Once the, once, we, once the competitive juices are gone, why the hell are we running? Oh, There's man. no reason to do it.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I got I to gotta wrestle them out in the basement. So I, I work out and you know, I try to work out every day for like 30, 40 minutes. And, um, you know, stance in motion, all that kind of stuff still works. But uh, I, <laughs> I do still run, but uh, yeah, it hurts i have arthritis yeah. all kinds of crap
2: i still have um my arm is still numb where the in- incision is it's completely numb um i do have m- most of my feeling back in the other parts of my arm but right along the inc- incision line i i can't feel anything it's yeah, kind of yeah. weird actually when you touch it and it like you know feels like your foot's asleep or something you know what i mean like oh
1: yeah
0: it's super weird yeah uh, but yeah oh also uh, tree update you guys oh yeah here with me yeah yesterday. what was that
1: big noise um
0: my so like i i basically live in i live in downtown chapel hill but it's like this weird pocket where there's like the woods so i'm like <laughs> almost by myself it's really weird i'm a mile from downtown but i by myself um but there's one house kind of through the woods and like all i can see is their detached garage and i mm-hmm. went out there looking for the tree and i couldn't find it and i look over and their detached garage has this gigantic tarp all over it and all of their cars pulled out of it um and it i think it was on the other side because i can see where like a big part of a tree snapped off but um i mean it fell on their garage i guess oh man oh, gee. yeah
2: i'm glad nobody was hurt
0: yeah 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 they uh I, I think they're okay though they're they have all their porsches out in their driveway now <laughs> so, yeah. i think they're gonna be all right yeah we'll be, yeah, they'll be, they'll be just fine yeah i think they literally have two porsches so they're both pulled out in the, in the driveway now but, that
2: would have um, been tragic if the porsches would have been
0: yeah you know well,
2: damaged.
0: it would have been a loss for sure mm-hmm. um but yeah so i mean let's go ahead and get into this thing man i know we have the tendency to talk for a long time so let's do yeah, it. might as well
1: it's um, it's what we do it's what we do
0: best part of talking wrestling man yeah. <laughs> um, and people might not care about our opinions at all, but you know, they don't got to listen if they don't like it. So. Right. Um, <laughs> hopefully they like it though, but yeah, <laughs> NC state Pitt, and Virginia today. So um, I guess, you know, we're going to do the same things we did before. Just going to assume that there's probably no open tournaments. Those guys will be just kind of pickups if it happens. Um, but just kind of going through these lineups and seeing who we'd want on our fantasy team and, uh, maybe who to keep an eye on. So, for NC State, um, it's going to be Jacob Camacho, right? Camacho was the ACC champ last year in his uh, second year on campus, but he redshirted first year, right? So his redshirt freshman year, he uh, won an ACC title beating Jack Mueller, um, and then Pitt is going to be rolling out. It looks like it's going to be a battle between Lewis Newell and Colton Camacho, um, but. And when I talked to, to Coach Gavin on, I talked to Coach Gavin and, and Mickey Phillippe on there, and they were both pretty adamant about it being, uh, it being a battle, right? Mm-hmm. So we could see either of these dudes. Um, I think, I think it's going to end up being Noel, um, and you know, but don't be surprised if you see Camacho. That's all I'm saying.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and then with Virginia, uh, we're gonna have Patrick McCormick. Um, his uh, his Twitter name's the best. He's Patches of Houlihan. Ah, <laughs> Dodgeball. Love yeah, it. It the best. I Life. saw it and I was like, yeah, yeah you're my new favorite wrestler. <laughs> well, I love you. Um,
2: F-N-A, yeah, I even, Cotton, F-N-A. Oh, yeah.
0: I think I commented on one of his posts with, like, I, I think I, I put a post that said, like, he's the best Twitter name in the ACC or something, and he commented on it, and I commented below with, like, a gif of the thing falling on uh, I'm the coach in dodgeball,
2: <laughs> two um,
0: tons of Hallmark irony or whatever. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So Patrick McCormick, uh, they call him Patch, and uh, he's probably going to get the start. Um, but uh, in my, you know, I, I do host the, the HMA podcast with Jack Mueller and Seth Gross, and so I've talked to Jack about Virginia a lot, obviously. And he said definitely keep an eye on Ben Kamali. That's behind him. Um, Kamali has a lot of a lot of experience he's a three-time Michigan State champ U23 All-American He's was the number eight nationally ranked 120 pounder um, and, and so he, he he's kind of a guy that has a lot of potential but maybe just hasn't put it together yet um, mm-hmm. so that's also going to be a, a fight for for 125 there but I'm going to I'm going to say it's going to be Patrick McCormick so with those three guys right Camacho, I'm I'm guessing he's probably, you know, he's going to be our our best bet for fantasy-wise. But what do you guys think about all three of those guys? Let's go Noel, McCormick, and Camacho.
1: I think, uh, like we said in in yesterday's episode, in the ACC, it's kind of down between these six teams outside of Camacho, uh, Jacob Camacho, that is, from NC State, and Latona. I think those are the two top dogs. Everyone else is fighting for third, essentially um i mean if we're looking at this camacho 20 and 6 last season almost a 30 bonus rate and he was uh what was he number 26 in fantasy points also um i like the way he kind of turned it up at the end of the season i'm kind of hoping that he kind of runs with that coming into this season especially since it's going to be a sprint not a marathon with being essentially half a season um I was under the impression I was thinking that Colton Camacho was going to be the guy for, for Pitt. I think that's a, a battle because they have lo- or they have have they split or is Noel beat the only winner in their uh, their only time meeting? Do they only have one? I believe it's only been
0: once and Noel okay. won, and that's why I gave him the edge. And when I t- when I talked to him, they kind of seemed like he was the guy to beat, right? Like Camacho <clears throat> could definitely take the job, but right now it's looking like Noel
1: renewal yeah. yeah and I mean for me the two names I'm putting a lot of trust in is Camacho and Latona the other ones I'm kind of sitting back and, and waiting to see if something pops up or if there's a good matchup um, but and I I should have said this at the beginning of, of last uh, the last episode by no means are we poo-pooing any of these d1 wrestlers oh, every yeah. th- what I like about fantasy wrestling I think I say it like in, in every podcast that we do. Every wrestler has their moment of being your starter and with a matchup, with a tournament or anything like that. So just because we're saying, I like Jacob Camacho, but I don't know about Patches O'Houlihan over here.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that's no slight to, to Patrick McCormick at all. I and mean, it's not intended to be. We're just kind of looking at, look, if we're doing a personal matchup thing here, history has shown Jacob Camacho probably has the higher potential to get that win that I need more than the matchup with patrick mccormick something like that um yeah but that that's what i see from from those three teams
0: yeah and i'm glad you said that uh because that's something i thought about too is yeah again like exactly like you said like just because we're saying that you know we prefer one guy over another doesn't mean that um that they're a bad wrestler that they're not going to be an all-american or whatever like you know we're just a couple dudes sitting in our basement talking about wrestling um yep but yeah, I mean, I kind of thought about it, too. I've played fantasy football for forever, right? So I was like, there's definitely some dudes that are awesome that I don't want, you know? Like, mm-hmm. for example, um, Tom Brady, right? For the majority – like, for the first little while in his career, he was definitely a fantasy guy. But the last couple of years, like, I think he's the best quarterback of all time. But do I want him on a fantasy team? Probably not, you know? Um, yeah. Like, Drew Brees Mark- – has been awesome. But this year he's kind of, it it looks like Peyton Manning's last year kind of started off for him. So um, again, one of the best of all time. Do I want him on a fancy team? Probably not this year.
1: So yeah. Two, two things on that. Sorry, Todd, I'm not letting you talk at all. Um, (laughs) Two things on that. Mark Sanchez was a fantasy top five quarterback one year. Yeah. You know, fantasy sports are completely different than reality. Josh Allen
0: this year. Josh Allen. What? Josh yeah. Allen this year, like, dude, c- come on. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> awesome fantasy wise, but
1: you really want to tell me he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league? No. Right, it, it depends on the schedule, the matchups, yeah. everything like that. Again, Mark Sanchez, Mr. Butt Fumble was a top five quarterback at, at one point. Um, and then second point is, I don't know if you, um, in PA, we were kind of lucky. Barstool now has their their sporting bet uh, or book at, app. And they came out with this new thing called the Overs Club, where if you bet like 100 bucks on certain mat- uh, games that they're sponsoring, if it hits the over, you win a jacket, and you're part of a club called the Overs Club. I am now part of the Overs Club, the inaugural team, so I should That's be getting awesome. my jacket in a couple weeks. <laughs> Thanks to that game, the Las Vegas and uh, uh, New Orleans Saints game. They oh, hit the Overs. Yeah. That, I was hoping for interceptions my by – by uh, uh, breeze and everything like that, but luckily, last second it kind of got hit the over. I saved my week, man. Unfortunately, I'm a
0: Falcons fan and we don't know <laughs> oh, what oh, onside oh, kicks are, so
2: <laughs> I literally can I, can I ask you a question. Oh why, my god, why were the Falcon fan if players surrounding the ball and not jumping on it? Like, dude, you, you got, got to me. Think it was like a like it was a punt. I was like, guys, jump on the ball. <laughs> you should
0: have seen me like sitting there on the couch, screaming at the TV, like grab it. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Uh, I don't get it, man. I mean, it's been a rough road being a Georgia sports fan. You know, my, my senior year in college, we were winning the national championship and then end up losing in overtime. You know, the next year, we lose to Alabama again, when we were up big again, the Falcons lost the Super Bowl 28 three. We don't no. know what onside kicks are now. Like, I swear <laughs> to God, I'm just
1: gonna throw a dart at a map and pick another state, and just be like, "Yep, yep. I'm a fan of them now." But don't don't become an Eagles fan because it will just be misery. It's worse. Oh man, at least you won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's true. It's been a while. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. But all right, so Todd, 125. Do you have anything
2: about these guys? Um. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um. Diego Camacho. Honestly, he looked great last year, especially at the end of the year, um, beating. Mueller in the acc finals was was i mean that was a crazy match great match mm-hmm. um i like his ceiling i really do i he's very athletic um i think he's going to make some noise this year um i like him and you know latona probably be the two best in the acc um the other guys i'm going to probably have a wait and see kind of to see how they go like lewis Nolan i know him because he's from he's a pa boy um 12 and 13 last year, 20% bonus. I think both are going to get better this year. Um, At least I expect them to be better, but um, probably not someone I'm looking for on my fantasy team at this point because, you know, there's other guys at 125. And um, Patrick McCormick, uh, 12% bonus last year. It's kind of low for fantasy purposes. Um, But, again, you know, he's only going to be, what, a sophomore this year. So I expect, you know, that's probably going to go up, you know, too. So – and Ben Kamali, that might be a guy that I might throw a flyer at, like as a like free agent pickup or something. Um, put him on my bench and say, hey, you know what? If he um, he's healthy and he's ready to go, he, he has a lot of athletic ability and, and uh, potential to you know be one of those surprise guys at the late.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I know that the Virginia coaching staff and, and Jack obviously that wrestled all of, all of them. Um, I know they're all really high on both of those guys. So mm-hmm. um, I think. Not only is that going to be a battle, but it's like it's going to be you know whoever earns the job is could be competing in the ACC for like you said that that three spot at least, um, if not more. But yeah, I mean I agree, right? Jacob Camacho for sure. Um, The other two just kind of wait and see approach. Yeah,
1: Um, it's too much of an uncertainty right now with Pittsburgh and Virginia to know who's going to be the starter to, to use a draft pick on them too because like we said in the other episode too if we don't know who the starter is that's going to be a huge disadvantage because there's probably not going to be tournaments or or opens or anything for sure
0: yeah i mean exactly right for unc the 133 whoever ends up being the 133 i think definitely has fantasy value but am i going to draft any of them probably not just because i don't know right i could draft the wrong dude and he could not wrestle so Mm-hmm. I'd rather just wait and see and, and not have to, to do that. I mean, it's the equivalent of, you know, all these NFL teams that have the, the running back by committee. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Like, I, I don't really want any part of that until I know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but 133, uh, we'll keep moving. And at NC State, you know, it, it's looking like it's going to be Jarrett Trombley. Uh, Trombley was 20 and nine last year as a freshman with a 41% bonus rate. Um, qualified for the NCAA tournament. And I mean, look really good. Um, He do have a a really good guy behind him and Kai Oreen. Um, Kai was a three-time Missouri state champ and in his redshirt season was 20 and six. So, um, you know, Trombley has, was the guy last year and and looked good Um, but there's another really good dude behind him. So, um, you know, that, that, that's going to be a battle, and I definitely think it's going to end up being Trombley, but um, got a really good dude behind him, so you never know. Um, and, and if we had open tournaments, that'd definitely be a guy I'd be looking at. Uh, but Pittsburgh, Mickey Phillippe, he's—I mean, he's the man to beat at 133 in the ACC until proven yep. otherwise. Two for two with ACC titles. Um, he is—he uh, went 21 and four as a freshman, and then 25 and one last year. So, I mean, what is that? Uh, forty-six and five in his two years. I mean, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think he's going to be really good. And then, uh, of course, Virginia Louis Hayes uh, is going to be the man. He's a senior, um, and I know that they're really looking to him to kind of fill that that void that Mueller left as kind of the team captain and um, yeah, you know, step up for him. So, uh, what are you guys thinking about these
1: three dudes? Todd, I'll let you go since I I hogged right. a lot of the time before
2: well um <laughs> I, I i love mickey philippe um I, I mean if if i need a 133 pounder he's on my list of top five guys in the whole country i mean i have him right there with you know rby and bichich and any of those other guys because he's just so freaking hard to score on he's so good positionally um and he really increased his bonus percentage last year too he went up to thirty, about thirty-five percent bonus last year. Um, only had the one loss. I think he was what the two or three seed at, at uh, going into the NCAA tournament, right? I think he was the four again. Oh, was he the four? Okay. But um, I think so. You know, I might be wrong. But yeah, he. I I really like Um Trombley. Um, I like his bonus per, his bonus wins. He had forty one percent bonus. So, you know, if you if you need a guy at thirty three and like maybe like a next tier guy, I like Trombley especially. Getting all those bonus points, because again, we're talking about fantasy wrestling here, and those bonus points really add up quickly. And then obviously with Louis Hayes coming in, you know, he's super athletic, super talented wrestler. Um, again, um, only 25% bonus last year, but um was 40% before that. Um, when he's healthy, you know, he's he's lethal, he's just a super tough out for anybody. So um, I, I, I know that Virginia is probably really happy they got him. So um, it's going to be tough in the ACC at this weight. It's going to be super tough weight. Yeah,
1: 133 in, in the ACC is just a cluster. And I, I do think it's Philippi at the top and then probably Hayes and then Myers. And then depending on what North Carolina throws out there, any, any one of those guys is good. And I think it either any one of those guys can go with Myers or – Hayes Hayes has been a little bit up and down for me. I know in past years he has been. Um he had the weight issue the year I think Mueller came out of red shirt and he jumped yeah. up to 33. He was kind of hit or miss there. Last year was a little bit more concrete in in solidifying himself at 133. I felt at least being the number 24 guy at in fantasy points at 133. Um is interesting to me. Um I don't know if I'm drafting drafting him as my go-to starter, but he was number 15 in fantasy points last season too, which is better than than Louis Hayes. And if it, I and like what Todd was saying with the bonus rate going up for Phillippe, as opposed to the last season when he was round the 12, I think. Philippi is like on par with RBY. Now I'm i might get shot down for that, but I think they have kind of similar styles. They're both funky. RBY, I think, is a little bit more explosive looking. What from the eye test, but positionally, Philippi is very good and increasing that bonus rate. I if it comes down to RBY and, and Philippi, I probably because it's gonna be conference only scheduling, I'm going Philippi. I
0: agree. I 100 agree. And I don't think it's crazy to, to put those two together because um, I, I think they're two of the best guys in the country. And especially if we see guys like Fix and Mijic opt out for you know Olympic red shirts again, um, we could very well see a Filippi RBY national final
1: match, right? I, I'd be um, interested to see a Desanto Filippi match. Have we seen that? No. That would be interesting. Yeah, no,
0: I would, I, I want to see that one too, Yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think everything you said is perfect, right? I mean, for me at 133, I, I think the top two guys, in my opinion, um, and I'm just going off the top of my head, I haven't really looked at it in a while, but I, I would think uh, Dayton Fix and Mickey Phillip have got to be right at the top for me as far as fantasy because it's another situation where you have so many good dudes in the Big Ten. They're just going to kind of cannibalize each other or, you know, maybe not score a lot of bonus points mm-hmm. where you got guys like Dayton and Philippi that are kind of the clear cut guys in their conference and, and right. should uh, dominate. So um, yeah, I mean, I agree. And I know that it, you talk a little bit about Louie Hayes and um, his career. Yeah. Kind of going up and down a little bit because as a freshman at one twenty five, he was 31 and eight around 12 guy uh, looking like a dude that was going to be, you know, multiple time, all American. Uh, yep. But then, with Mueller coming back and he had to jump up weight classes and adjust. He spent the last two years adjusting to 133 um, and really kind of grown, grown into his own. Uh, I know the coaching staff's looking forward to seeing him at 133 and I think he's going to do really well. And so do I, um, Mueller, Mueller wants him to go down. Um, <laughs> he wants him to go 25, but uh, yeah, I think he's going to end up at 33 and I think he's going to do well. I think he's definitely in contention to be that, uh, to push Philippi and maybe be that number two guy. But yeah, Trombley too. Like he, he's uh, I mean, twenty and nine. Obviously, has a great record, right? So he wins majority of his matches. But as far as bonus points go, uh, he's kind of like I equate him in fantasy to like a Sammy Watkins in uh, football. Like the dude's gonna either just pin somebody out of nowhere or just a decision, right? Yeah. Like. Did he have that that like six second pin? Yeah, he pinned Colin Girardi in the Virginia Tech match when Virginia Tech went up big and then NC State stormed back to win it. That was a big part Mm -hmm. of it. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's like that, though. Dude comes out and just pins people randomly or, you know, wins real tight matches. But, yeah, I mean, that's 133 for those three guys, uh, are those three teams, and and we'll keep rolling. 141 for NC State. Um, I didn't – Todd, you went first, right? Yeah. Cool. Um yeah, I mean we we get I get lost in talking, so I don't remember where we went. But <laughs> whatever <laughs> 141. Uh Tariq Wilson for the Wolfpack. Um at, at I mean, we know Tariq, right? He came out his freshman year and got third at the NCAA tournament. Um was a takedown away from being in the NCAA finals. Um and I've even talked to Seth about that match, that awesome match in the semifinals where Tariq just took him down at will and mm-hmm. Gross got a couple of back po- or a couple of turns and ended up winning. Um, he was even like, I don't want to say scared, but like going into overtime, like, this dude's been taking me down at will. Holy crap. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we, we just know the ceiling for Tariq is, is national title contention. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, he also uh, throttled Pletcher in that year in the quasi yeah. final match. Yeah.
0: I don't know if there was a wrestler in the world that could have beat him in that tournament aside. Let's take that back. Okay. He lost to to gross, but I'm saying like some of those matches, man, he looked amazing. Yeah. yeah, Insane. When he tore apart Cade Brock, like it. Yeah, man, he was, he was unbelievable. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so Tariq Wilson, we know Tariq. He's been amazing. Um, You know, just consistently very good. Uh, 30 30% 30% bonus rate, I think last year 24 yeah. and 6 Yep. Um, and then for Pitt Cole Matthews he's going to be a sophomore this year he was 18 and 9 as a freshman uh, he's another one of those guys kind of like Trombley which uh, he's a pinner right so he'll come out and just some crazy move or something and end up pinning some dude um, and Phillip he said that he was exciting to watch you know, he liked watching him mm-hmm. uh, because of that right but um, got it Kind of had a good freshman year, but is definitely looking to improve and, and continue to build on what he started. Um, and then at Virginia, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle f- between Brian Courtney and Nick Coy. Um, I, I know that Brian Courtney was a starter last year um, and was twenty two and fifteen, so was I mean had a very good season for the Cavs. Um, but I've heard a lot of really good stuff about Nick Coy. So, uh, I mean, it, it really does – it seems like the dude's obsessed with getting better and is kind of that guy that I guess they have to kick out of the room sometimes, you know. Yeah,
2: so, uh, is, he, uh, is he related to Cam Coy?
0: Yeah, they're brothers.
2: Okay, um, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so uh, I have Brian Courtney as the starter, but don't be surprised if, if Nick Coy wins the job at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not predicting it, but just keep an
1: eye out. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, another one of those ro- ACC seems to have a lot of roster battles, which is not a bad thing. It just shows that there's a lot of good competition even within the teams. I think that's one reason why they're such a power conference right now in wrestling. There a lot of good guys are going to the ACC and it, at some point there's going to be roster battles and
0: yeah. No, absolutely. And also, I mean, I'm I'm kind of pumping up Coy here. Um, but the same with Courtney, right? Because uh, he was a two-time PA state champ, and I know that uh, talking to Jack, Jack said, I think he even said on one of the podcasts we had that we haven't seen the 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 best Cam or the best uh, Brian Courtney yet. He said, if we get to see the Brian Courtney that won state titles in PA, like that dude's an All-American contention, is what he said. Pretty good praise. So, yeah, that's. I mean, that's okay. coming from Jack Mueller. Yeah, so um, he said, you know, if we if we see you know maximized Brian Courtney and then, then he could go on a tear
2: so um I'm, I'm pretty sure don't kill me if I'm wrong here but I'm pretty sure that Brian Courtney won the hardest bracket ever in PA state history he there were three returning state champs at the weight and he beat all three state champs to win the title that year and his weight class really yeah So it was a super tough weight. There were three returning state champs and he beat quarter semifinal. He beat all three state champs to win his state title. So yeah, super tough kid. Um, Not doing in college what I thought he would, but it was only a freshman. So maybe, you know, a little bit of just getting his feet wet and getting his, you know, you know, college legs underneath him. I know myself, um, I really struggled my freshman year wrestling in college. It's just completely different. Um, especially mat wrestling you know it can be you know I I just really struggled on the mat my freshman year but I got better at it you know just getting pounded on every day Um, but I I expect Brian Courtney to have a pretty good bounce back season I don't know if I'm drafting him yet but I'm definitely keeping my eye out for if he you know rounds into shape like rounds into form like he did in high school and then Tariq Wilson I don't don't know about Tariq at, at this weight I would kind of I don't know what, what his body fat is or how hard it is. I'd love to see him back down at 33. Um, he just didn't seem to have the same zip at 41 that he did at 33. Um, I had no idea how much of like, a weight pull it is for him to even get back down to 33. But, um, and then Cole Matthews, super talented, freaky, athletic hips guy in, in high school. 18-9 uh, and last season, 22% bonus. I actually – thought he might have better bonus in college and maybe he will. He's only a freshman, but um, yeah, he had, he has some of the best funky hips I've ever seen um, coming out of high school. And he just, you know, he looked so good at the state tournament. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him get better at the pit program. So super tough competitive weight in the ACC again at 141, but, you know, obviously probably Tariq's the best out of the three, Um, but like I said, also at NC State, you have, what, Ryan Jack coming in as a freshman, right? Yeah. So my guess is I'll probably, what, redshirt Jack and go with Tariq, who's the senior. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, NC State's definitely going to go right from one good wrestler right into another one as soon as Ryan Jack steps in there because he's another, you know, phenom high school wrestler.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I think this also kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Like, if we don't necessarily – think a guy's as good in fantasy, right? That doesn't mean a whole lot because we also have to take into account this crazy year because if it was a regular season, dudes like Brian Courtney, Cole Matthews, like absolute fantasy starters, right? Because they're not going to have to wrestle Tariq Wilson, Zach Sherman, you know, two out of their eight matches, right? They're going to have all kinds of other matches against, you know, Campbell and App State and, um, you know, Clarion and like whoever, right? And, and so, and some of the schools obviously have hammers as well, but um, they would have a lot of, ma- I mean, you've seen their records, right? So, I, I mean, they're, they're going to win a lot, right? It's just unfortunate mm-hmm. this season's only going to be eight to 10 matches probably. So. Yeah.
1: I mean, for me in, in the Russell stat leagues, I was running out uh, the first three weights as starters as the Columbia starters, which, you know, they weren't really seen to be maybe AA guys, but Manchio, uh, Rini, and and Casimir were like my murder's row for me. They were getting bonus yeah. points because they were wrestling, unfortunately, you know, Harvard and and uh, uh, was it Brown and and Sacred Heart, you know, all yeah. all there. Um, so in a normal year, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at those great matchups, and anybody can be your your week weekly winner. This shortened season, like we said. Those guys, probably not so much. It's going to come down to the Spencer Lees and the, and the Michael Kemmers and things like that as the guys you want, um, yeah. who are going to give you this shortened season success. Um, with the, the two big guys here in, in this grouping is Tariq Wilson and, and Cole Matthews. And Cole Matthews started off last season on fire. He won the uh, Michigan State Open. Um, he pinned Josh Heil from Campbell. Um, but then he ran into Pletcher and got majored, got, you know, maybe came back down to earth a little bit. And then after that, he was kind of sine wavy, you know, he was up and up and down. He beat, or no, he didn't beat, but he came close to beating Tariq, I think at scuffle uh, a couple times. I think they went into like ride out or something like that. Um, Tariq, I had really high hopes for last season. He was kind of my sleeper pick, um, in our regular fantasy thing. Because I think at 33, when he was wrestling the duel against Pletcher, where he injured his foot, he was beating Pletcher pretty handily. And then he was injured and he came back and that's from then he wasn't kind of the same, you know, injuries will do that. And then I, and that was at 33, I think moving up to 41, I think he could get away with, with maybe some sloppy technique or something, not saying that he is a very sloppy wrestler or anything, but the length and the size advantage that he had at 33 is definitely diminished when you move up to 41. And I think he kind of ran into that a little bit last season. So hopefully another year, his senior year, he kind of puts everything together. He's had some time to maybe put on good muscle and things like that. Last season he was number 16 in fantasy points mm-hmm. um, with an average draft position of being the 31 pick, the number 31 pick. Um I I would definitely look at drafting Tariq Wilson, um, Cole Matthews, maybe a late late round pick, later rounds, fourteen, fifteen rounds, something like up. that. But Tariq, I could see as something about it. I don't know. He's he's got like s- sleeper potential for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, with Tariq, my thing is, I I could definitely draft Tariq, especially if you miss out on those first couple of rounds and some of the. Yeah. the- Big, big names. Um, but when you look at Tariq, if you have him on your team, my only advice would be start him every week except for the week he hits Sherman. And that's not at all saying he's going to lose to Sherman. That's just saying that's going to be a really tough match. And I could definitely go find some dude on the waiver wire that has the potential of getting bonus points. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, unfortunately, in fantasy wrestling, which unfortunately, fortunately, whatever, I, I kind of like it. But, you know, if you lose, you lose the amount of points your guy lost by, right? So yeah. if your guy gets pinned, you lose six points. Um, I think that's awesome. So yeah. I mean, it makes it even more—it's a great equalizer. Yes, <laughs> it 100% changes the game. I love it. Um, it I mean, it just—I uh, I think it's so cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'm starting to every single week, unless except for the week that he hit Sherman, and that's just precautionary. I'm not saying that he's going to lose or anything like that, but even if he wins, um, it's probably going to be a, a decision, and I can find somebody, you know, on the uh, in the transfer portal, I should say, um, mm-hmm. that that can probably get more than three for me that week.
1: My only uh, – I'm a little worrisome with his matchup against Cole Matthews too because they've wrestled a couple matches, and, and it's been close. I think – was it in ACC's they, they met too, maybe? Um, let me see real quick. I need to pull that up. Um, yeah. So they, they met in at the ACC championships and, um, he lost 10 to nine to Tariq. And I think at scuffle, he lost like a, a an overtime match three to one. Or no, I'm sorry. That's the wrong person. Uh, two to one. He lost. Yeah. Three. So there, some guys just have other wrestlers' numbers. You know, they're bad matchups like we saw maybe Bo and Derringer. Um, it's just bad matchups. The other guy is, just not, uh, what, 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 what's the word I'm thinking of, like not conducive to, to Tariq's style yeah. or anything. So I would still, I think Tariq out of these three is a guy that I'm drafting probably mid mid rounds.
0: Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, and, and we'll keep rolling. So 149 now, um, 149 for, for the pack, we're going to have AJ Lighten. Um it's gonna be between Lightning and Grippy, but I think that Lightning kind of asserted himself as the guy at the end of the season last year. Um he like, his record 20 and 10 last year. Um and like I said, it was kind of a, a little bit of a fight back and forth between him and Grippy, but um, you know, he ended up kind of winning the job for Coach Pop. Um uh, really solid veteran guy that you can count on to get some wins. Um, just, it's kind of depend on the matchup in my opinion.
2: Um, Hey guys, I'm, I'll, I'll be right back. Um, I think my cat's getting in a fight outside with an,
1: first we have a tree. Now we have a cat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh,
0: wow. Yep. I haven't heard that one before, but we got it. Um, uh, that's funny. All right. So 149 for Pitt, uh, it's going to be Luke Kemmer. Um, Kemmer was nine and nine last season. Um, he was the starter uh, for the majority of the season and then Dallas Bullsack ended up getting the, the nod at ACCs. Um, I, I know I talked to Coach Gavin about it, but I can't remember exactly what happened. Um, I think there might have been sickness or injury or something going on, um, but Kimer was the starter for the majority of the year. Mm-hmm. nine and nine. Uh, and for Virginia, a guy I'm really high on is Denton Spencer. Um, Denton Spencer was 24 and 9 last year, and that was, I believe, his sophomore season. Um, he started at Gardner Webb his first year, and then transferred to UVA, redshirted, and then this was his sophomore year. Um, and he had a 41
1: percent bonus rate. So, what are your thoughts on these three guys? At 149 with these three teams, I think this is a a sit and see kind of thing. Wait to see what what happens. I agree with Spencer. Uh, I'm very high on him. I'm bullish on him. I don't know if I'm drafting him or if I'm doing a late round draft pick on him. Just because at 49, there's a lot of of good guys. I mean, in our dynasty draft that we did with mascouts, Kanan Store is still available, and so I, I mean, you're going down to Alec Hagen, even Mikey Carr. I think Mike Carr is coming back. I haven't gotten confirmation on it, but I think he is. I mean, 49 is very deep, and especially if you had Yanni coming in for NC State. I think that's a roster battle with Lighten and Grippy. Um, I think Leighton was you said was a starter last season, right? Yeah, yeah, he ended up getting getting the job at the end.
0: He, he right. started the majority of the matches, but it did kind of go back and forth, especially in the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, I mean, Lighten was 20 and 10 last season. Grippy was 16 and 8. They both have about the same rate of bonus, 26%, 27% bonus rate. Uh, Lighten was the number 38 fantasy wrestler at 49, and Grippy was the number 42. So they are very equal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, that's one roster battle I'd like to see happen. And then if they're available for certain matchups, yeah, definitely looking to pick one of them up, whichever one's the starter. Um, Pittsburgh kemmer for me is is not a a draft pick at this point. He was five hundred last season, nine and nine you know it it's hard to pick someone who half their matches they might lose they might win yeah. you know from from statistic standpoint yeah um so out of these three, I'm definitely going with Spencer, but I think all of these guys I'm kind of waiting if, if this were a normal season, I'd go with Petricelli, I'd probably draft him, Yeah. Well, you draft who? Uh, Antonio Petricelli For pit,
0: Pitt. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. For yeah, as far as open terms and all that kind of stuff. Right, for sure. right. Um, but man, like, it's it's hard, right? Because it, again, like you're saying, if this is a regular season, um, I'm all in on Denton Spencer, right? I, I think the dude is awesome and obviously there there's guys that you can get above him. They're probably better fantasy options, but the thing that's awesome about Denton Spencer is just that pinning ability. The dude is an absolute freaking hammer on top. All right. And I mean, who was it? Was it Maruka for Arizona state? Uh, beginning of the year, the first tournament, uh, Denton Spencer gets on top and like, you know when somebody puts in a power half on top with double legs in, and, like, it looks like it hurts, you know? Like, I thought he was actually going to rip Maruka in half. Like, <laughs> it was
1: crazy. And yeah, it, it was Maruka at 49, right? I, I, I think so. It, that I, Was that the journeyman where he had, like, yeah. a very, very bad day? Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, like he lost, like, everybody. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I, I get the two guys confused, uh, two of the Arizona State guys. I think it was Maruka. But either way, yeah, I mean – he just has the ability to pin people. And and I, I would love that in regular season. It just sucks in the ACC that it's one of the best weight classes in the ACC. So, um, yeah. you know, he, the majority of his matches are going to be really tough and really tight, and he's going to have to really refine that craft on top and, and get better at it in order to compete with those guys. And um, I know he's another guy that I, I have – more connections to some programs than others right obviously you know, know. knowing jack so well um and uh, he's another guy that they've kind of had to trace chase out of the room a little bit it's been <laughs> you know overworking so yeah i'm excited to see him
1: yeah i i agree with spencer uh, denton spencer i i think he's going to have a good year this coming year but if this were a normal season he's definitely a guy i'm drafting and and stashing and and using sparingly, you know, for open tournaments, good matchups in a flux spot, maybe, you know, but unfortunately as we're seeing, it's not going to be a normal year. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when, when he's going
0: to hit O'Connor, fine silver and Donian, you know, three out of his, you know, possibly five matches, you know, depending on how many matches they get, like it's tough. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's that, that's 49. Um, Todd, I know you just came back from breaking up a cat fight. So yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, is the cat okay? And then also,
2: what 49, you have any thoughts? Yeah, my, my, I have a cat that's an indoor-outdoor cat. He does both. Um, and I, I leave food outside on my porch for some other stray cats that, that we take care, uh, I take care of. And there's a new male cat that's been coming around who's been hungry, and they just kind of got into a little scrape there. So, I brought my cat inside and put some extra food out for the other cat, so hopefully he comes back and gets some to eat but uh but anyway, everybody's, the cats are fine
1: <laughs> um,
2: as far as one forty nine um yeah Denton Spencer, like you said, the pinning I love the fact that he's a pinner, um almost fifty percent bonus in a normal year i I had somebody I'm definitely taking and, and putting out there you know in in certain tournaments and opens and 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 good matchups but it's gonna just going to be, because it's such a short season, it's going to be hard to, to take any of these three guys and, um, at 149. It's just, there's so many other guys out there to take. Um, so, I'm going to probably pass on all three at this point, but who knows, you know, if somebody goes down or an injury, or I need a backup. Uh, Denton Spencer is definitely a guy I don't mind having on my, on my team.
0: Yeah, he's a guy for me that um, if you're in a dynasty league, I think he's a good stash. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because of Again, that when somebody's good on top, it's just it's the great equalizer. Like he he's in every match, right? Because some dude could take him down two three times, and he'd get on top and get a turn, and and we're right back in it. Um, and, but for this year, like you're saying, he's a guy that I would just kind of keep an eye on, and maybe if he's wrestling a guy that's you know two and eight on the season or something, pick him up and put him in because that's probably going to be six points for you. So, you know. Just a guy to keep an eye on and and kind of play the matchups with, but uh, yeah, we'll keep going. And, and for for NC State at one fifty seven, I don't even know that I have to say this guy's name. Um, <laughs> if you don't know the one fifty seven pounder for from Wolfpack, uh, you're not you're not following at least ACC wrestling, if not national
1: wrestling. Yeah. Uh, because this might be your first time playing fantasy wrestling. If you don't know him, might be your first time looking at
0: wrestling dude's <laughs> yeah. amazing um Hayden Heidly I, I've I'm a huge fan of Heidly um you know as a freshman coming out and making the NCAA final uh lost six to two to Jason Nolf. and mm-hmm. I mean that's a Jason Nolf that at least that year was beating the dog crap out of everybody yeah. and so just being in that match was impressive enough and he was undefeated up until that match in his college career so mm-hmm. uh or Heidly was and so last year or his sophomore year um he made it to semifinals and um (laughs) depending on who you ask depending (laughs) on who you ask if you're asking me I think he took Nolf down um now
2: that wouldn't have that wouldn't have changed if you ask Nolf, I think Nolf said he took him down yeah
0: yeah (laughs) that's the craziest thing yeah I saw an interview with Nolth somewhere he was like yeah I thought he took me down so I was just I had it in my mind that I was getting ready to to go get on bottom and get up yeah um and I mean, that might not have changed the match, right? Cause it was early on and, um, Nolf still might've got the win, but you know, who knows? It, it might've been a, a takedown away from a national title. Um, yeah. and then last year, uh, he was, you know, the top two guys are very clear cut with him and Deacon. He lost to Deacon early in the year, but if we're being honest, I, I'm still, I was still was comfortable picking highly at the NCAA tournament to win it. Um, and that's just because both those guys are so damn good, but, um, <laughs> I've seen Hidley be Mr. Consistent in the NCAA tournament and Deacon kind of was up and down. Um, so I, I think if, if Corona didn't happen, I think that we're looking at a national champ, Hayden Hidley. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we don't have to say much about him. We'll, we'll come back to his fantasy. <laughs> um, Pitt, uh, we're looking at, uh, again, there's going to be, there's going to be a fight here. Um, but it, it looks, it sounds like it's going to be Dallas Bulls that's going to end up getting the job here. Um, he made the move up from 149 where he was the guy at the ACC tournament, but wasn't the starter for the majority of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Only had a, a four and nine record, but um, uh, you know, a guy that the coaching staff believes in and, and think things can step in and, and win some duels for them. Yeah. Um, and then for Virginia, I'm going to say this one very caution cautionary. Uh, Justin McCoy is the 157 guy that we're projecting right now. Uh, but I know that I've heard a lot from Jack uh, that McCoy might be going up to 65. Um, I guess he's kind of big right now, um, Mm -hmm. and apparently it's a a thing where he could be the 65 and and Jake Keating could be the um, 57, I believe. I believe it's that way. Um, But those Jake Keating and and Justin McCoy are the two guys to kind of keep an eye on for 57 for them. Uh, we're going to go ahead and say it's McCoy until proven otherwise, but um, I've heard a lot about it possibly shifting around between 57 and 65 for them. Gotcha. So there's those two dudes
1: or three dudes. Um, what y'all think Pittsburgh? I'm not touching at, at this point. It, there's too much uncertainty and uh, you know, yeah. as of right now, it, it's not someone that I want to draft. Hydley is, is it Heidler or Hidley? Highly, highly is definitely first-round pick. Um, I do agree with you that he's Mr. Consistent. I don't agree that he would have won a national championship because I had Deacon man. on my team. So, oh, obviously, oh, I was rooting for Deacon. Um, and But I think it's 1 and 1A between those two. They are so good. And I think Deacon kind of figured it out last year. I, I think Storniola was on – some podcasts, I forget which one, saying that Deacon was kind of overtraining in a sense. You know, he was putting in way more time. He was staying in the room longer than anybody else, and it just kind of broke him down a little bit. And they said this year they were going to try something different. I had, I think I had my choice of Hydley or Deacon, and I went with Deacon. Glad I did for, you know, Las Vegas sake. Um, yeah. But Hydley, like you said, Mr. Consistency 28 and one last season, only lost to Deacon. He was the number two fantasy wrestler at 157. The only reason he wasn't the number one is because Jonathan Ross, who redshirted for Lock Haven, wrestled 60 matches. That's the only <laughs> only reason why yeah. that uh Heidley was not number one at 157, but he was number five overall in across all weights in fantasy sports and fantasy yeah. wrestling. Um, so like you said he kind of goes without saying with his accolades where you should draft him. Yeah. And the thing, sorry,
0: I didn't mean to cut you off, oh, go. but uh, adding with him um, that's important is that you talked about him being number two at 57 for, uh, in, in fantasy points. Um, one of the big reasons for that was there was a real big uptick in his bonus point percentage last year. Um, yeah. He's always been a bonus guy, but he went from 57% to 72. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that, that's, that's a dude cute. you want.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's fine. Um, Virginia, I, that's, it's intriguing to me because they had two guys last year in, in McCoy and in Justin Phillips, I think was 57 seven two, Um, yeah. and both of those guys were, were decent. Uh, the 18 and 13 for McCoy. And I think he, he beat Teamer if I remember early on in the season. Yeah, um, which kind of made people like recognize his name and and uh, the notice the fifty seven at Virginia. Um, Justin Phillips himself, thirty two and thirteen last season, almost a quarter being by bonus. I, I I'm still kind of where I I think they're kind of in the same boat of Denton Spencer. You know, if this were a longer year, yeah, I'd be taking a Virginia one fifty seven pounder, shortened season. I don't think so. I think I'm taking yeah. a flyer, maybe putting on a short
2: list. Yep. What do you think, Todd? Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Hyde's the, the the he's the, the gold standard in the ACC and and pretty much across NCAA at this weight. Um. He's just a beast. I mean, he and his brother, they're just you know they're so strong, so powerful, so good positionally. Um. So obviously, Hayden is a is a first round pick. If you need a 57-pounder and that's the guy you want to take, there's nothing wrong, especially, like you said, almost 75% bonus, which is great. Um, My only thing is I would say is uh, if you're playing in a dynasty league or maybe, I don't know, like we talked about yesterday with Virginia Tech maybe pushing all their chips into the middle, if NC State maybe wants to do the same thing, I'm telling you right now, I would take Ed Scott on my team and if I have a dynasty league, I'm, I'm taking him and storing him on my bench. Um, if they do pull his red shirt, I could see them maybe putting him at 49 to make it a push for a team trophy. Yeah. Um, I will say I was at PIAA this year, and there were like four guys that really stood out above everybody else. And Ed Scott was one of those four guys. He just looked – he's college ready now. He is unbelievable. Um, I believe the match in the semifinals was his first match of the year that wasn't a pin. I think he had like 30 some straight pins in a row, and then he beat the kid in the semis like 11 to 1. Yeah. And then he did have a pretty good match in the finals against Cam Robinson, but that was another guy that was ranked, you know, fifth in the country. But, um, Iowa you know, State, I'm, right? What's that? Cam Robinson, the Iowa State? Yeah, the Iowa State. Right. From Council Rock yeah. South? Council yeah. Rock North.
1: North. Yeah. Eh,
2: yeah. Close. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to. I might even take a flyer on Ed Scott in a late round, just to, just in case that does happen. Um, but I I could see NC State if they if they think other teams are sitting guys out and NC State wants to push for a team trophy, I could see him going right away. He's college ready now. We talked about it on our show, but he he barely lost to Zacharyl in an open college open tournament. They wrestled in the finals of the Clarion Open. He lost on riding time. I think it was seven six, but it was six six in the match and lost on the riding time point, but Zachary was ranked, what, fifth or sixth in the country last year, and he went right with that guy. I and mean, he was a senior in high school, so um, I just wanted to throw that out there for anybody that listen and maybe a guy, that if you're doing a, a keeper league, a fantasy or a dynasty league, it's uh, yeah, yeah. definitely a name that you should know for wrestling. Go 100%. And uh,
0: so I want to point out, too, that um, the only team that I haven't actually talked to on the phone uh, has been NC State. So, uh, I haven't been able to get Coach Pop because he's so. Yeah, I mean, he's a busy dude, right? Um, all of them are. Um, but I haven't been able to get him on the phone. So um, who knows? That that definitely could be a thing. I, I could see that happening. Um, but,
1: you know, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully I can get him on and we can talk about that, it. That would be huge if they get Ed Scott at 149. Yeah. Just team-wise, like a, as a dual team. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but,
0: yeah, I mean – um, I mean, I guess that's, that's probably it for those guys, right? Hayden Heidly is, is a first round pick. Um, and then the other two guys because of the season being in the way it is probably don't want at the moment. Um, but could definitely be something down the line.
2: Mm. Uh,
0: 165 is going to be Tommy Bullard, uh, for the NC state Wolfpack. Uh, Bullard was the number 10 seed at the NCAA championships that got derailed last year. Um, uh, he had bonus in 52% of his matches, a 23 and 6 record. So over half of his wins coming via bonus points. Uh, that's another case where I'm just, I mean, top wrestling is the great equalizer, right? Um, I'm a huge fan of it. That's what I teach a lot um, as far as my my team I, I coach. Um, I'm a big top guy. But uh, Tommy Bullard. And then Pitt for 165 is – I mean, 165 is another stacked ACC weight class. Uh, Pitt, you have the returning ACC champ, Jake Wenzel. Um, Wenzel is another guy. I can't remember what his seed was, but I think he might have been the four seed as well, like Clay Lott, um, and won an won a ACC title. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Wenzel, um, like I said – Won an ACC title and has been very good, right? Eighteen and seven last year. Um, one sixty-five for Virginia. Uh, right now it's Cam Coy, uh, but also keep an eye on. Like I said, um, possibly seeing uh, Justin McCoy move up or Jake Keating battle for that sixty-five spot. Um, I know Jake Keating's a guy that that's names kind of floating between those two weight classes and has been a starter for them in the past. Um, so. I, I went with Cam Um, uh, but you we're that we're gonna have to wait and see how a couple of those weights turn out for the Cavs. Yeah. So, um, what do you guys think on these guys? I guess
2: I got to Todd. Todd. Um, I I had I believe, and my brain doesn't work as well as it used to. I think I got Jake Wenzel my team last year, um, and he was a fantastic pickup for me. Um, you know, only 25% bonus, but, man, he, he got some solid wins. Um, wouldn't mind at all having him again on my team. Uh, I think he's just going to get better. Um, Thomas Bullard, you know, the Bullard brothers, they're just the model of consistency. You're going to, you know, they're going to win the matches they're supposed to win. Um, they're going to get the bonus. And uh, my only little hesitation on the Bullards, or I think they're right out of All-American contention. I think they're maybe round to twelve. Uh, just because their weight classes are pretty loaded, um, yeah. but I have no problem with with you know them be, you know being on my fantasy team. Um, and then obviously with Virginia, I'm gonna obviously hold off on that weight for uh, Cam Coy. Really hasn't done in college what I thought he would coming out of PA. He's a, I believe a three time champ, um, but just has been battling maybe injuries and just inconsistency. So I'll probably probably stay away from Virginia at that weight. But tell me what about you?
1: I'm the same way. Um, I kind of feel the same way about Cameron Coy too. I, I I thought he was a little bit more hype coming into college, and he just never kind of reached where that hype was. Um, not a slight on him, obviously. Like like we said, we're three guys in our our basement talking about fantasy wrestling, something that nobody really talked about. Um, but I I would wait and see with Virginia, just like you're saying, if McCoy moves up, I kind of like that over Coy M- McCoy over Coy uh, for the starter at, at 65. Um, but that's a wait and see type thing too. I'm not drafting a Virginia 65 pounder at this time. Cause I don't know who the starter is going to be. Wentzel was pretty consistent. Like, like you said, Todd, I think Bullard is, Both both Bullards are are good pickups, and obviously we'll get to 174. Tommy Bullard, number 15 at fantasy points at 165. Like you said, over 50% bonus rate for him. Now, his average draft position, he was the number ranked 146th uh, wrestler, Tommy Bullard. Um, His brother, which, like I said, we'll get to 269. And they have pretty similar records, I'm pretty sure. One match Um, off. One match off, and I'm I'm going over to 74 too quick. Um, but Tommy Bullard is definitely a guy that I'm probably drafting as a backup to my, um, you know, uh, Marinelli or a different 65 pounder that I'm looking at Lewis or Wick or Whitlake or something like that. But if you miss out on those top guys, I don't think Bullard's a bad bad pickup. Because again, at sixty-five, in the ACC, who who else are we dealing with with the other side? Man, uh, one sixty-five might be one Lewis and the, Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, might be one of the
0: toughest weight classes in the ACC. Makai Lewis, Shake Wenzel, Tommy Bullard, uh,
1: Kennedy Monday. And I think yeah. it, I think it's those three. But Wenzel is. I think he does pose some problems too. I don't. I don't know it, If Bullard falls to me. I'm, I'm taking them uh, it, probably mid rounds, yeah I mean it's just it, it's the possibility
0: of bonus with him for sure being yeah. so good on top. I mean, I can't tell you how many matches I watched him wrestle both of them I mean because they they're based. I swear I hate saying it because they're twins, but they wrestle the same, right <laughs> um, so it's like seeing the same dude wrestle two times in a row yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many matches I saw both of them wrestle a guy that was you know projected to be better than them. Um, and they just destroyed him on top. And so um, I I think, you know, looking at at Flow Wrestling's rankings, they have Tommy ranked at number seven. Um, And and so I think that he's definitely a dude that can sneak in to be an All-American this year. Um, Yeah. But he is definitely on that fringe, like Todd said. So uh, we'll have to see. It just depends on on the progress. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. Uh, Definitely in on, on Thomas Bullard. Um, in a later round if I need a 65 and uh, yeah, the uh, Wenzel as well um, both of those guys I think are, are good good to have um, it just it's one of the situations where you got to take into account that the ACC is really damn tough at 65 and they're all going to hit each other so yeah. um, you might have better avenues right Travis Whitlake I think is one of the Travis Whitlake and Shane Griffith I think are probably the best two options at 65 in the country if you ask me just because their schedules are going to be a lot easier yeah right um so but that's 65 uh 74 uh if we go up for the nc state wolfpack again another bullard we got daniel bullard this time um daniel bullard was 24 and six so he got one more win uh than than his brother uh, i bet there's some playful you know uh,
1: just that much guy. almost yeah.
0: <laughs> i'd remind him every single morning like hey that was just <laughs> 23 wins last year um but he was the ACC runner-up, lost to Clay Lot in the uh, title match. Um, and Pittsburgh is going to be rolling out Jared McGill at 174. Uh, McGill coming off a red shirt. Uh, he, I mean, he's a PA guy, so you guys probably know more about him. Um, but I, I know that he's definitely a guy that, that Coach Gavin is very high on and looking forward to getting him in the lineup. Um, I can't remember exactly from my, my talk, but I, I believe that he kind of was a guy that might have taken the year to grow into the weight class. Um, yeah, I, I think he kind of grew into the weight class, and that was why they they took that red shirt um, in his first year. But going to Virginia, 74 for Virginia is uh, another one that's going to be a, a roster battle for sure. Robert Patrick and Victor Marcelli are going to be battling out for 74 there. Um, that was a fun one to write because they are actually roommates. Um, so <laughs> I, I kind of put in there that you know I hope that uh, whoever wins the wrestle off doesn't get shut out of the apartment.
1: <laughs> but uh, they lose their key. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I could. If I lost that, I'd be out of the room and home, and then just lock it, like sleep outside. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so those are those three guys. Um, what y'all got on on Bullard, uh, McGill, and. I think I have Patrick
1: penciled in as the starter for the Cavs. Patrick's interesting to me um, with a 10-3 and three record last year. His bonus rate is what's intriguing, 54%. Yeah. So anytime you see something over 50%, immediately put him on a short list. It doesn't matter if he only wins by pins and loses by pins. It's a matchup thing. Yeah. And pinners know how to pin. They're just like Greco guys know how to throw. That's how I look at it. Um, Pittsburgh, I don't know if if I'm looking at McGill as a draft option. It's definitely yeah. a wait and see thing for me. Danny Bullard, I think, is the same as his brother. A late round, or not late, like a mid-round pickup as a yeah. very, very good backup that could be my starter if there's an injury or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it depends on your – your league and everything like that. If you're doing Russell stat, if it's only res- regular season, or if you're doing a personal one that goes into the off season or, you know, the national championship too, I think both, both formats. He's a mid round guy to have. He's, he's a definite, he's a top end. He's one of those like wide receiver twos <laughs> that yeah you can have on a team could be a one. He's definitely a two. Yeah, no, I mean, the thing is, is I, I
0: think between the two Buller brothers, I think that Tommy's a better option than Daniel. And that's just because of 74 is way more packed than, yeah. than 65 is. Um, I'm just looking at flows ranking, just kind of going off. Um, and you know, Tommy is the seventh ranked wrestler and they actually have Massa ahead of him. And I believe Massa's is going 74. Um, yeah. so I put him in at least six for them. Um, and then, uh, Daniel is down at 12 at 74. And again, you got to slot Massa in above them too. So uh, I'm right. not saying rankings are, are the end all be all, but um, you know, there's, there's just a bunch more dudes in 74. So yeah. Um, yeah. But Todd, what do you got on these guys?
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously Bullard's another guy, like, like Tony said, I I don't know if I want him as my starter at 74. It's such a deep weight, but as a backup, or maybe if I, pass over 74 to get other picks at other weights and he's the best available i definitely don't have any problem going with him as my starter um robert patrick another pennsylvania guy i mean virginia is loaded with pa guys they got a pipeline going right now from pa to virginia so i love that um 10 and 3 last season 50 4 bonus um uh again in a, in a longer season it's a guy i might take as a sneaky pick in like a later round and and throw him, like, put him in for tournaments and opens and stuff. I don't know this year if I want him as my starter just because, like you said, the weight class is just loaded with talent and, yeah. like, top-tier talent. Like, you know, you have um maybe Cameron will probably be back at that weight in Staraki and, and you know, just a, a whole litany of guys that are just super tough. So – and then for Pitt, um, yeah, I'm not – you know, I'm going to probably stay away from this weight. McGill – Another PA guy, 7-4 uh, last season in redshirt, true freshman – or not true freshman, redshirt freshman. It's going to be tough for him, you know, and especially in the ACC. He, yeah. He's going to take his lumps. And like you said, it's probably only going to be like a 10 or 11 dual meet season. So he may not even have a winning record this year depending on how that goes. So, you know, probably stay away from that weight and, and try to pick another guy at that weight. But, yeah, the ACC, again, you know, just super tough, you know, getting tougher every year.
1: Yeah, and I'll I'll say if this were a normal year too, another guy that I'd probably be looking at, and I'm gonna probably butcher his name, Alex Faison. Yeah, right is it? Uh, I think so. Um, 18 and six last season. He was the number 46 fantasy wrestler at uh, 174. He's yeah. a guy I would pick up during a regular season. Who is a guy I I feel comfortable putting in a flex spot, going to an open tournament or something like that. But yeah. Unfortunately, like we're saying, shortened season, all starters. But it's just unfortunate because he had a great season last
0: year. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, definitely got to keep an eye on. Um, I should know his name, man. My uh, one of my kids wrestled <laughs> his younger brother at a tournament, and uh, man, his keep an eye on the younger brother coming through. I don't know where he's gonna end up, but he's gonna end up somewhere. Um, he is he's very good as well. Um, we hit him when he was a freshman, and phew, Jesus. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to see him again, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that's 174. Um, yeah. I mean, just kind of cautionary with these guys. Uh, Daniel Bullard's a, a good a solid guy to have if you. If you missed out one of the top fantasy guys um, heading on to 184, though, we're going to now see uh, for NC state. It's obvious, right? We're going to see uh, Trent Heidly, uh who has, if you ask me, probably the best GIF on the internet. And I got to use it today. Yeah. Uh, so I know you guys saw that. It that was, was awesome. awesome. Um, <laughs> I uh, is him punching the chair, and it, I think I put like you know, knowing that I'm getting to talk about ACC fantasy wrestling again tonight, and it's Trent punching the chair, <laughs> and he was the first like on it. It was awesome. Um, so no, that was really cool. But uh, uh, I mean, we we know what we're getting with Trent, man. He's he's got to be one of my favorite wrestlers in, in the country. Um, and that's because he's got it all for me as a fan, right? Because the dude is very good, right? He's one of the best recruits to come in, NC State, in, in a while. Um, he was immediately in national title contention last year uh, mm-hmm. as a freshman and will be again every single year, and I find it hard to believe that, that both the Heidley brothers will leave NC State without a title. Um, so I can I definitely look at seeing him – winning a title here in the next couple of years, possibly. Um, but again, the other thing that makes him so much fun from the fan perspective is that he has a personality, man. Yeah. He's a lot of fun to watch because the, the dude pumps up the crowd. He breaks chairs, punching them. Um, he, you know, he, everybody remembers that celebration of who's number one, where he um, got the, the hoagie tossed to him and he, yep. you know, ate the sandwich
1: on the mat after his win. Now um, I, I, one gripe with that. And I could be completely wrong. So Trent, if you're listening, tell me if I'm wrong. But he might have brought a sheets hoagie, not a Wawa, oh. Wawa hoagie, and it was in Lehigh. So that's the one gripe I have. You're in Wawa country; you you get a Wawa hoagie. You know, okay, don't so. don't bring sheets into the Wawa territory. I, I will same. say,
0: I there's no <laughs> Wawas around where I'm at, North Carolina, or where I grew up in Georgia. I, I this is, honestly, it's first time hearing about him. Uh, okay, but <laughs> it's, sheets, a, it's a thing.
1: It's like Hatfield-McCoy's.
0: Sheets is a thing down here. So um, okay. I can definitely, I mean, obviously he was in PA. So, you know, <laughs> if that's like breaking a rule in PA, then he might've done that. But, uh, you know, if he would come from North Carolina, then Sheets is definitely a thing down here. It's, right?
2: a, it's, a, it's a dividing line in PA. There's like right in the middle of the state, half is Wawa and half is Sheets. So,
0: mm-hmm. oh man. So, man. <laughs> I I had to get acquainted with, With sheets too, I I went there like every week to get gas, but I never actually went in. Um, And then uh, when I switched schools this year, uh, my head wrestling coach um, he actually wrestled for Penn State um, back in 2005 with Driscoll. But uh, he took me. We went to the state tournament, and he took me to Sheets for breakfast,
1: and it was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So forever a Sheets fan. I will say I'm a Wawa diehard, but wawa doesn't have the fried foods they don't have the tater tots they don't have the the curly fries or anything like that sheets if, if you're going to sheets just for that i'm okay with that yeah but don't say that their hoagies are better than wawa because then we'll get in the fisticuffs mm-hmm. i can't i can't say anything about hoagies but uh, i've
0: only ate eaten there once and it was uh it was breakfast sandwich and mm-hmm. I, I remember just like walking up to the little screen and i was like what do i do he's like just <laughs> pick whatever you want i was like it's not a person like no, just pick it on the screen. It's like, okay. And so I, like, I just went through and just touched things that I liked, you know, yep. and ended up with, like, a chicken biscuit with pepper jack cheese and uh, uh, hash browns and, like, all kinds of crazy stuff on it. And, like, it came out and I looked at it. I was like, this is a monstrosity, but it was really damn good. So, <laughs> you know. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it, Sheets and Lala, it, this is one of our many tangents. I, I heard back in the day that There was a guy from the Wawa board on the sheets board and a guy from the sheets board on the Wawa board. Gas station drama. One would come out with the touchscreen ordering and then like a year later, the other one would. And then one would have like ordering from the gas pump type thing. And then a year later, the other one would have that. So like, they're kind of like testing things off of each other.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know, whatever works.
1: (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean- if
0: uh, if Sheets is ever listening, uh, that's I want that sponsor for sure. Well, yeah, uh, we'll take wawa You take Sheets. That'll there we cool. go. We got them both. Uh, that's <laughs> right, awesome.
1: I'll, who do I call?
0: <laughs> I actually I, I messaged Sheets one time, and they were like, "Here, sign this app or do this application," and I, I never ended up doing it.
2: Maybe I should go back and
0: do it because I Too want to work. Uh, I want to put Sheets just like little, you know logo somewhere right you want, if you fun. want fried
2: chicken then you got to do what royal farms isn't that the yeah fried oh chicken? Yeah. oh man it's actually <laughs> not a bad fried chicken in a pinch yeah if you're you know need gas and the royal farms fried chickens not bad not saying
1: it's, it's supposedly bad. like one of the best fried chickens out there i don't know that's i don't know.
0: I've that, i had so I, I grew up in georgia in north georgia in this little you know country town um and there was this gas station that this Family owned, and this like older lady cooked breakfast every morning. It's one of those places, you know. You came in, and like if she was out, she was out, you know, (laughs) Um, and she didn't give a crap. So um, that was awesome. That was one of the best chicken, fried chicken, you know, biscuits in the morning ever. Um, But I mean, I'd go out of my way to go there before school. So, Mm -hmm. but again, tangents, man. Uh, (laughs) We're about this life, Uh, but. Let's keep moving. One, so we were on 184. Sorry, we didn't even get through it. Uh, yeah, 184. We talked about Trent. He he took us down Hoagie Land. Um, and uh, for Pitt, Greg Harvey moving up a weight class. He was 174 last year, um, and did really well. He was the number one seed in the ACC tournament. He unfortunately did fall in the first match to uh, Winsel. Who ended up
1: no to no, uh, 74. That was um used to
0: a lot. Um, yeah. He lost a lot, so, um, but he was seventeen and eight, um, six and one in the ACC. So the only loss that he had in the ACC was to Lot in that match. Um, so I mean, definitely a guy to look at because it seems like, aside from Lot, he can pretty much beat everybody else. Mm. Um, for Virginia, um, Michael Batista is going to be the guy for them at one eighty four. Um, another guy that. doesn't have the the sexy record right 18 and and 20 um but i know that they're high on over there and um the the thing that coach garland got into he actually got into like a a long-winded thing when we got to batista um and it was that he's been a guy that has literally been right on the cusp of breaking through and being a a big guy right every single time he hits one of those top tier guys apparently it's like a one point match Mm -hmm. um With Hydeley, it was four to two. He uh, dropped a heartbreaker to Noah or Noah Stewart of uh, Army at the Midlands Championships in overtime. And like every time he hit one of those really top guys, it was super close. So um, maybe a guy that could break through. But yeah, um, for fantasy, don't know. What do you guys think of these guys? Um, You got Heidley, you got Harvey, and then you have Batista.
2: Well. Um, first of all, I want to say that I'm totally jealous of Highley's hair. I mean, he's got <laughs> the, the beautiful locks. I'm totally jealous being – I used to have hair like that many, many moons ago. Um, but obviously with Trent, he I, – I have no problem if he's my starting 184-pounder. He, he's a national title contender. Super tough, super strong, super hard to score on, really good positioning. You know, just overall just an absolute beast. Um, and then the other two um, – Maybe Harvey is a backup um, late in a late-round pick. Um, but uh, for Virginia, I'm going to just have to do, do a wait-and-see game. I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously, there's only so many open spots you have on your roster for um, other guys, you know, backups and stuff. So um, Harvey, moving up a weight might take a flyer on him in a, a late round. Um, and then, obviously, with, with Trent, he's a first or second-round pick. So yeah. I mean, he's just a beast. So, And like you said, I, I can't imagine that – you know, he and, and his brother are, are going to get out of it, you know, without either one of them ever winning a national title. I think one of them is going to definitely do it, yeah. if not both of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, this is the this is the problem, too, with the shortened season, is that when you look at 184, it, it's the best weight class in the ACC. I'm very comfortable saying that. I mean, Hunter Boland at the top, Trent Heidly, Greg Harvey, Devin Kane, Mason Eglin, and then Michael Batista. I mean, all of like, – we could possibly see that. I mean, especially with as crazy as 184 is at is um, just the national scene, there could be three or four all Americans come out of the ACC. Yeah. 184. Um, I mean, I think Bolin and Hydeley are pretty penciled in for that. Uh, but Harvey and Kane are, are definitely two dudes that could be pushing for that. And, um, Aiglin had an amazing season last year for Duke. So, you know, you could, you never know, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean as far be. as fancy, I mean, I kind of agree with you guys. It, it's Hidley for sure. Um, Harvey, I would love in a regular season. Um, but yeah, just hard with Bolin and Hidley being two of your matches,
1: and then also Kane and a- I mean it's a crazy right. weight. I mean, and and last year you had Bonacorsi at, at 84, <laughs> and all those guys were just cannibalizing themselves, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um I I do think Trent is national. Champion contend a uh, contender for a national title. Um, Harvey mid he, he's mid round draftable to me. He was consistent. The only thing is he had sixteen percent bonus rate last year at at seventy four. Yes. That's not a lot, especially if you if it's a regular season and you're going through tournaments. You can win three by decision and you lose by a fluke pin you're only netting three points. Yeah. At that point. Same points too much. Um, so I, I'd like to see more of a, a bonus rate. It's a senior year though. So last hurrah, maybe you see an uptick in, in bonus, things like that. Shortened season conference only, who knows. Um, kind of like with uh, Faison in the last weight, a guy for Virginia that I'd liked, who was number 22 in fantasy points uh, last year drew peck he was 19 and 7 with almost 40 percent bonus rate obviously he was the the backup to um batista was the starter last year right yeah. um he was back up to batista so he's only going to tournaments maybe a, a duel here or there if this were a regular season he's a guy i'd probably stash a late round pick that nobody's really looking at that i could probably pick up and and use in a pinch or in one of those light weeks that not a lot of teams are wrestling because it's not like basketball. It's not like baseball where, you know, you're going to have X amount of games per week, probably wrestling. You can go two, three weeks without any competition. He's the guy you can plug in in a regular season and bridge that
2: gap. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, real quick. I got to head out. I apologize to the listeners. I couldn't stay for the whole thing. Um, finish up without oh. me. <laughs> I know I I apologize um but thanks for having us on Jacob um and I'll see you guys a little bit finish up without me um I'm sure I will be missed (laughs) oh
0: absolutely anytime we're definitely gonna try to do this take care um but yeah I mean uh, you you said it right um regular season there's definitely guys to look look at like Peck um but in the shortened season highly possibly Harvey Um, yeah God, just the, the conference only slate, you know, maybe a couple of extra matches sprinkled in. It just, it takes some of, it takes some of the fun out of it. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. it takes a lot of these guys that I would love to have. And that, you know, you had like the Jonathan Rosses of the world last year that um, were fantasy stars. Right. Okay. Um, but it takes some of these dudes like that, that, that might have a bunch of matches and get a bunch of wins kind of out of it, especially if they're in a big conference, uh, you know, so it kind of sucks, but, but we'll, we'll get through it. Yeah. Uh,
1: 197. You we'll know, wrestle again.
0: <laughs> we will. We will. It, even who knows when it's going to be. Hopefully it's this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to put that evil juju out there, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, 197. Uh, we have Nick Raynan for the Wolf Pack. Uh, I think, you know, again, another guy that, that you probably are familiar with. if you follow wrestling. He was in Final X with David Taylor a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy that has battled a lot of injuries. Um, he was a huge recruit coming to NC State out of Texas. And I mean, it just, it's just been a case of just injury after injury. If we see a healthy Nick Renan come in this season that is 100% grown into 197, like that's his optimal weight and he's injury free, dude can compete for a national title. Yep. Absolutely. One of the best guys in the country it's just been an uphill battle for him his entire career. Um, and you know, the majority of the time he's out of the lineup or when he's in, he's losing to guys that he shouldn't because he's hurt and you can't really fault him for that. So, um, but again, I haven't haven't talked to the coaching staff over there. Um, but you know, things I've heard from other people is that he's looking good for this year. Um, so if we get him and he's healthy, definitely a guy to keep watch of, um, 197 for Pitt Nino Bonacorsi the huge bombshell in the ACC moving up to 197 I think it's an absolute freaking awesome move for Pittsburgh and for Bonacorsi because um, Bonacorsi was a guy that at 184 was 100% pushing to be an all-American guy uh, right there and just but like kind of played second fiddle to a couple of guys he was a guy that's always in the conversation but you're just kind of immediately like oh okay but you know bowling right Mm -hmm. like just there's humps that he couldn't get over it seemed like Um, whereas at 197 immediately a national title contention Um, I definitely think that he's up there with with the next guy who we're going to talk about Um, Virginia is Um, J.I.L.O. J.I.L.O. is um, ranked number three in the country currently by flow and I mean the guys in front of him Uh, Noah Adams, I believe he is beaten and Ben Darmstadt. um, uh, He, I think he might've lost to Ben Darmstadt, but right there with those guys. So uh, Bonacorsi and ILO are not only going to be good for fantasy for, um, you know, just the regular season ACC, but they're also going to be competing for a national title possibly.
1: Right. Yeah. uh, Darmstadt lost to um, Brandon Whitman who we talked about yesterday. That was his big win. So Darmstadt, can be hit or miss. He's a pin machine, but he can be hit or miss at times. Yeah. Um, Live by the Bonacor- sword, die by the sword. What would you say? Live by the sword, die by the sword. Graham. Right, exactly. <laughs> Live by the pin, die by the pin. Yep. Um, Nino Bonacorsi last year was number 10 in fantasy points at 184. And he had a 57, almost 60% bonus rate at 184. As crazy and competitive. And it's not like he wrestled you know, the bottom end and teams or anything. He was going to tournaments. He wrestled his whole slate. Anyone that, that Pitt put in front of him, he wrestled. He was 25-5 and five with a, almost a 60% bonus rate. That's ridiculous. That's really good. And you take that up to not having to worry. I don't know what his cut was to make 84, but whatever cut he probably had is gone now. I know when I talked to, to Coach Gavin, I think
0: uh, one of the things he said that kind of he – first of all, he said that it's not 100%. It's probably like an 80 90% thing that he's going 97. Okay. Um, so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> there is a chance of him going down, but I really don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, and I think Coach Gavin was leaving the door open in case something happened. But it, it I mean, it's better for the team. It's better for course, it's, it's just a better decision overall. Um, yeah. It seems like, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm not the coach of Pitt, but um, yeah. I, I mean, He what he said about the weight cut um, was that last year it seemed like at the beginning of the year, it it was kind of hard for him to get down to 84. It really Mm -hmm. took a lot, a lot of sucking weight. And then he kind of ended up getting, getting there and being okay at the end of the year. Um, So it could be that situation again, but um, they think they might just kind
1: of leave him at 97 anyway. Right. And I mean, if I'm, I'm looking at that, if I'm Pitt, I'm probably getting his cert so he can make 84 just in case. Like you said, if something yeah. happens, say the entire 184 field somehow parts like the Red Sea and there's a, yeah. you know, there's a wide opening for him to be a national champion at 184, maybe you take it. You, you always leave that gate open. Um, Renan, Renan's a guy that I'm probably going to draft – at the end, just in case he's got the name. He has the talent. He's proven it before injuries are a bitch. And unfortunately he's been hit by the injury bug too much last year, only wrestling 10 matches and, and going 500. In them. If he's healthy, if he's ready to compete, this is his last hurrah. It's a shortened season. So the wear tear isn't going to be there on the body, so to speak. He probably will get looked over And I think not, not, not to use the football term, Mr. Um, What is it? The last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, not to say he's Mr. Irrelevant, but I think people are going to be wary of that injury bug. So he's going to drop to you in later rounds. He's going to be there in the maybe 12th, 13th, 14th round. And I'm definitely picking him up at that point. Instead of going with a reach pick, I'm probably going with him because he's proven if he's healthy, he's up there with the best. Yeah. I think he had a nail
0: on the head. Um, for me, if that those last two rounds come around and I don't have, uh, you know, anybody that I, that just crazy fell to me or whatever, mm. he's a hundred percent going to be a flyer for me right at the end. One hundred percent. If the dude is out there, he's going to be on my team. And like you said, because people are going to let him pass up because of the injury bug. But if he is healthy, he could win a national title this year. Like he, he could be the best guy in the ACC at the very least, right? So mm-hmm. um, definitely, I'm very comfortable taking him. Um, but I, I, I would wait until later. And that's not because he's not worth the pick earlier. That's just because he's going to be there later. Yeah. Uh, 100% going to be there later.
1: So. And if by chance he's hit by injury again, or something happens and he's not panning out. My strategy when it comes to any type of fantasy sports, those last couple guys, I do put a little bit of a reach because probably I'm going to have to drop someone in season week to week. So he might be a guy that, unfortunately, we end up dropping if he gets injured again. If it's not panning out, but I think the upside is way there compared to where he's going to be drafted.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what's that's fun. That's that's my strategy as far as fantasy goes. Um, I don't know. I I know you guys talked to Dan on your podcast. Um, What? How many guys are we looking at on our fantasy roster this year? You know.
1: So I think that last year was fifteen. He had 10 starters, two flex, and, and three bench. Um, I think they got a lot of feedback that three on the bench was not enough. Because yeah. um, I know for myself, I think in one league, I had like 80 transactions <laughs> of ad yeah, drops.
0: me too. It's was <laughs> insane. Like literally, um, I looked at the, the transfer portal as just my bench.
1: Yeah. And basically, I think in one of my leagues, I had Spencer Lee. The last week of the season, I dropped Spencer Lee because it, it wasn't going into nationals or anything. Yeah. So I was like, well, what's the point of keeping him? It's not a keeper league. I'm, he's not wrestling this last week by Spencer Lee. Um, but I think they're they might be upping it to maybe 16 or 17 total spots. So yeah. that gives a little bit more there's still some strategy, but I, I also know they're gonna be implementing a lot of customization when it comes to being the league manager. So yeah you're going to be able to decide what a medical forfeit counts for or a loss by pin or something like that. But you also get to decide if there's a limit on pickups on ad drops too. It could be yeah. one a week. It could be two. It could be unlimited, things like that. So I know they're, they're doing a lot of customization uh, when it comes to being a league manager.
0: Yeah. And, and with the draft, like as far as guys like Brian, you know, I was saying like my, my philosophy for drafting would be, Um, You know, you're going to have 12 starters, right? The 10 weight Mm -hmm. classes and two, um, they they call them floaters. I just, can we call them flex? I just, I like flex flex. better. Um, But wrestling, it
1: it just works better if it's flex. I know. Um,
0: (laughs) I'm so used to flex too with fantasy football. Um, Right. But uh, so those 12 rounds, you're going to absolutely be looking at guys like, who can I start? Um, And then even probably 13 and 14, still, there's going to be some guys that fall that you really want. Um, but in that like 14, 15, 16 round, that's where for me, and I do the same thing in fantasy football, is when it drops, I'm like, all right, who can I pick that could be a boom, right? That's where I'm looking in fantasy football. Like, if you haven't done fantasy wrestling, those rounds, I'm like, all right, Joe Burrow, right? Somebody that you're like, who knows? He could be awful, but doesn't matter. I could drop him, but he right. could also be huge. And so that's where I'm looking at, at Nick and And it's just because of that injury bug, but dude could be a fantasy superstar. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, but that's 197.
1: Um, actually, we didn't even hit J-I-L-O. Right. Yeah. Did, the number six fantasy wrestler. We didn't even touch on him. Yeah. Um, 35% bonus rate. The the man you can spell with just letters. J-I-L-O. Uh, I think Jason Bryan put that out. That's awesome. <laughs> Sometime earlier this year. Um, I... I like J.I.L.O. I think he... I don't want to say is a sleeper. He doesn't have the name recognition when you think national contender, but he's absolutely right there.
0: Yeah. Um, And
1: especially with 97 kind of clearing out, I still think Miles Amin is going 97. I'm right until proven otherwise, Kevin Clonch. Um, But... with, With Miles Amin maybe going 84, with no longer having Colin Moore there. The top dog is basically Noah Adams. Who's the unicorn. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And so I think he's right. He did. He, he beat Warner at um, Midlands. Right. Yeah. And Brucky is going to be um, taking a gray shirt this year. So, I mean, 95, 97. Absolutely. I think he's a national contender.
0: Yeah. Um, and you kind of said it earlier when you're talking about like high praise from, from guys like Jack, um, Jack, I, I don't know if they're roommates, but I know they're, they're basically like best friends. And he is very, very high on Jay. Um, coming again, coming from a guy like Jack talks about him being just an incredible worker, just absolutely outworks everybody. And he said that I think it was actually coach Garland that said, I hate wrestling him, like I hate wrestling him. And that's just because like, the dude like while it might not be you know the the most clean moves and flashy blah 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 like the dude just never stops right never stops always coming at you is really like hard to wrestle um, and Jack talked about last season he said he was my pick to win an NCAA title it was an upset right because he would have had to go through Colin Moore and I think personally Colin Moore was the guy mm-hmm. um, but I think even with a guy like Colin Moore in the bracket coming from Jack, uh, I think that's, that's high praise. And then he said, also, he said, obviously with, with more gone, he's definitely in my pick this year. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, these are all guesses, right. But when you take into account, you know, the level of, of guy of competitor Jack Mueller was, and, and he is not a guy that um, that talks people up that shouldn't be um, right. Actually I had to, had to cut a part out of our podcast because he, uh, Got a little too, a little too down on some, but somebody. Um,
2: <laughs> but uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to ILO. And honestly, like I said, um, ILO, Bonacorsi, Reenan, all three of these dudes have the potential to win a national title this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that's very fun. Very fun weight class for these three teams. Um, and then we're going to hit that last weight class. And for the Wolfpack, we're going to start off with the guy I have ranked at number one in the ACC, and that's Deontay Wilson. Uh, Wilson was the runner-up in the ACC last year to uh, Demetrius Johnson – or Demetrius no, – Johnson. Demetrius Thomas from Pitt, uh, who's a multiple-time <laughs> ACC champ. I think there's a little bit of size difference between Demetrius Thomas and Demetrius Johnson. Right. <laughs> uh, if you're a UFC fan, Demetrius Johnson fights at 125, um, and that's not kilos. Uh, so, um <laughs> But, yeah, so I got, <laughs> I got uh, Deontay Wilson at number one in the ACC right now, returning finalists in the ACC uh, finals. Um, he was 19-9 last year, and he, if you watch that incredible duel with UNC, he was the savior. Right? He came out of the last match, and he won the match for him. Um, yeah, I really am looking forward to seeing him. I think he's going to do great things. Um, Pitt, it's, it's definitely a battle. Um, you have a couple of different things going on here um, with Colby Whitehill coming in as a, a big recruit for the Panthers, uh, but probably looking at a red shirt. Um, Jacob Slinger is a uh, transfer from I had Mason. It, I had, where Mason, George Mason, yep, George Mason. There we go. Yep. Um, George Mason um, and I, Cole Nye and Cole Rickard um, are both they're, I mean, all of them are honestly going to have a shot at the job, um, according to Coach Gavin. Um, but it's looking like it's probably going to come down between Rickert and I. And um, Coach Gavin said that Rickert probably is the guy at the this point to beat, right? All of them said the like, all the coaches. I want to point this thing out too. Like, if I'm saying this and you're a parent and you're like, oh, my kid, blah, blah, blah. Like, the coaches are just saying, like hey, before we even get into the room, because most of them aren't even in the room, right? This is the guy that's probably the favorite, right? They're not saying, oh, he's going to win the job, but like, it's pretty obvious. There's a pecking order with things. Right. And Mm -hmm. they can always be upset or, you know, they can change. Right. Right.
1: It's, it's just like doing rankings from the previous season. Like was Stoll deserving of being like the number one guy that, that one year, maybe not, but yeah, you know, based off of what we have as criteria, what you see in the room and everything, he's going to start off as, as one, you know, Mm -hmm maybe in the pound for pound, (laughs) taking a gun
0: shot to the leg rankings. (laughs) There you go. Um, Yeah. No, that he was not. Um, And and I've been a big Iowa fan my whole life. And I saw that and was like,
1: "Mm, Mm, not going to
0: hold. No, way. I'll take
1: it. But uh...
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're just, that's like when, you know, the teacher marks your incorrect answer right on the test and you're just like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to leave that one alone. I'm not the one grading. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um,
0: But I did like when still – I mean, we're getting off tangents, but I did like that season when uh, he was supposed to be out still, and the duel came down to heavyweight. And I remember him coming out of the tunnel, and he wasn't supposed to wrestle. And Tom Brands, like, stopped him before he went on the mat and was like, you can't go out there. And he just told him, like, no, I'm wrestling, coach. And then Tom smacked him. Was that – was that against Iowa State? Iowa State came down to the last match.
1: Okay. That yeah. that was the that was the one where where, Gomez threw um Santa. no, because that was the last match I thought, that might have been a different different uh, meet. No 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 you're
0: right right it was the same uh, same match I don't think that I think it ended somewhere else but oh, okay. uh, but I think, the point was that Iowa State was like basically the Hawkeyes needed that win
1: right in yeah order to win
0: the duel however it shook up I don't remember. But, mm. Um, back to the ACC (laughs) after our short commercial break Um, yeah so Cole Rickert for Pittsburgh uh, is looking like the guy and then 285 I know a guy that you're high on um, and I am as well uh, Quinn Miller uh, Georgia boy gotta love my Georgia boys but he was 19 and 7 last year um, and a guy that kind of had a little bit of a down ACC tournament um, and the end Mm -hmm. of the year kind of tailed off for him but um, had a really good year up to that point and I know that he's a little bit of an undersized 285, so hopefully he's growing into it a little bit. But what do you think of these three guys? Uh,
1: I like Wilson. Now, one one question for you. Isaac Trumbull, uh, who is the number 29 overall recruit on Matt Scouts, do you see him as 97 or 285?
0: Um, I, I have him at 97. Um, I, I think it could go either way. Um, I, I just – the thing is that obviously Rean is going to get the start at 97 if he's healthy. Right. Um, Deontay Wilson is most likely going to be the starter at 285. Um, so it would make sense to just leave Trumbull in redshirt. shirt. Um, but again, I don't know. I haven't been able to talk to the coaching staff, so I don't know which way it goes. But right, um, no, I'm just as good as mine.
1: I'm thinking if he goes 285 at some point, because does he beat out Wilson? I don't know. Wilson, I don't know if I'm – all these guys except Miller, I don't know if I'm I'm drafting. Miller, I think, is a mid-round to – to just because and it's no slight on him. It's just heavyweight is just deep. Just top to bottom is a deep weight class. And Miller, unfortunately, even though he was number 17 in, in fantasy points last year at, at 285, he's going to be probably a mid-to-late-round draft pick. I'm definitely picking him up because he has a, a bonus rate of 50%. Yeah. But – Deontay Wilson. I don't know if I'm drafting him right away. He's maybe a plug and play kind of guy. Um, at this point, Pittsburgh, I think that's a a toss up who gets the start there. Um, all guys are what's what was kind of confusing to me is slinger coming from George Mason. He was probably going to be the starter at George Mason too. So I don't, you know, obviously academics, family, anything like that can be the reason why you transfer schools. But if it's solely for wrestling, I don't know. I'd, George Mason has a good program down there too. You no, know, I had him penciled in as a starter. And then when I sent it to Coach Gavin, he corrected it. So uh, okay.
0: I don't know, like, again, that that might be just because he's transferring over and they don't know anything about him really yet. Right, um, yeah. So he could very well be a starter. Um, but uh, I think, you know, when you're in the position of Coach Gavin at that point, you're definitely going to put your guy that you know and you have there uh, first until mm-hmm. they prove otherwise.
1: Right, yeah, I I agree with that. And then, uh, if this were a normal year, Kobe Whitehill too for for Pitt, being a high ranked recruit for for Pittsburgh, he would be a guy I would be thinking of. But I'm not drafting him in in this shortened season. So out of these three guys, I'm probably going with Miller. But head to head, Wilson has the win over Miller too in, in the ACC. So it's it's kind of tough outside of ACC competition, maybe I'm going with Miller. <laughs> maybe I'll put it that yeah. way.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I think this is, this is kind of a, a weird, like, parallel universe for me in the ACC for fantasy wrestling because um, especially it's just a heavyweight in general because, like we said, the, the best dudes in the country are all in the Big Ten and they're going to kill each other. Yeah. And so, honestly, heavyweight is going to be one that I'm, I'm kind of scared about for the upcoming season. I don't know where I'm going to go with it. Um, but for the ACC, like, also, like, I'm not sure how much I want these guys. I mean, they're, they're good, but they're, the, the level of talent is very similar, right? right. Like, it's, it's a scaled-down version of the Big Ten, right? The Big Ten top four or five guys, they're all going to be real close matches. Well, the ACC, while they might be, you know, the next tier down, they're all very close in talent level. So they're also going to be very close matches. And so, I don't know. I mean, I think that out of them, I think Quinn Miller is probably the, the guy I'd want on my fantasy team. And that's 100%, like you said, the bonus rate. And that just comes from, he's probably the most dynamic wrestler out of the six. Um, so, you know, it could shake up any way. Who knows? Deontay Wilson, Boris Gunning, any, like any of these guys could end up being AC champ, could end up, you know, doing well at the national tournament. Um, as far as fantasy goes, uh, I think Quinn Miller is probably the best option.
1: For me. Yeah, it and you're exactly right. Borsch beats, or uh, I'm sorry, Wilson beats Miller. Borsch beats Miller. Miller beats Gunning. Miller then comes back beats Borsch. Another it's A beats B beats C beats C. The exactly. you know all that. Any of those guys, I think in a in a vacuum, is a good pick. Again, out of all of them, Miller has the best bonus rate. But I would say first get your your starter, maybe not in the ACC, but then any of these other guys are definitely good backups, flex positions for you um, for the regular season.
0: And like who the heck do you want a heavyweight? <laughs> you know, like, I guess, like, I guess Gable is probably the first heavyweight because he's most likely to win all the matches in the big 10. But I mean, especially if Kurt fleet wrestles, like he could beat Gable
1: right? Mason yeah. Paris has a shot at beating Gable. I mean... Now, I'll say Gable, if this were a normal season, he would probably be on, like, the Spencer Lee pitch count. He yeah. probably would not be wrestling every match, whereas someone like Mason Paris is going to wrestle every single match.
0: Oh, yeah. If this is a regular so, season, Mason Paris is my number one heavyweight.
1: Yeah. And I don't know... Penn State has a good track record of of putting their best guys out there. Um, I know in our Ohio State one with, with Brandon Olinger, when we talked... Ohio state has a, a history of maybe sitting guys, even though they may be healthy, you know, and he's gotten a lot, Tom Ryan's gotten a lot of flack from that, from, from fans. Yeah. I, I will say Penn state does typically put out their starters, even if it's against Bucknell or army or something that they're absolutely going to crush. Um, so I would assume that that Kirklet would be starting every match. He could, yeah. he wouldn't be on a pitch count or anything. Um,
0: I will say too, uh, the Inside Trip guys, awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Brandon, and Ben. I've uh, I actually um, when I was starting to you know start up my fantasy thing, initially uh, I got in contact with them. They did a, a, they actually mentored me a lot through a lot of the stuff because um, mm-hmm. they were they were and probably still are my favorite wrestling podcast. I just I love the Inside Trip. It's awesome. Yeah. If you if you somehow you're listening to us and you're not listening to them you need to what's wrong
1: with you um yeah i mean seriously
0: um i i did kind of fanboy out they brought me on on the inside trip for the nc state unc dual breakdown yep. last year um mm-hmm. and it was awesome like i just it was really cool like to these dudes for a year two years three years however long it was um so i that's probably one of my favorite of your episodes honestly because i I'm definitely a big fan of brandon mm-hmm. and ben yeah um, but Yeah, I mean, honestly, heavyweight, I know we're getting a little off topic, but whatever, wrestling, I like talking about it, so.
2: If you made it Um, this
0: far, it's fine. You you might as well just listen a little bit more. Yeah, we're at like two hours now. If you want to check out, it's fine. We'll just keep talking. (laughs) We don't care if anybody's listening. Uh, But honestly, a heavyweight, you might, like, I might be crazy, but uh, Harvard heavyweight, I I don't want to take too much of a stab at his name. Yaroslav, yeah. Harvard heavyweight
1: or something like that. Harvard.
0: Two yeah. Eighties, that um, <laughs> honestly, he might be the dude I'm targeting in fantasy. Um, Cause he should rip up the Ivy league and yeah. Uh, he's, he's like, there's not really a whole lot of competition there for him.
1: Yeah. Um, I, w- I will say his bonus rate is kind of low. I think it's in the teens. Yeah. Um, I think towards the end of the year, he was in single digits. Yeah. Um, I think he got into the teens by the end of the, the season, yeah. but I mean, he, he wins. That's all he does. I think he was something like going off the top of my head, something like 26 and, and like five or something like that.
0: I don't yeah, know. I, I, something I, like I, that. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking through flows rankings and the only reason I use Flo's rankings is because they're the nationally 30. recognized one. Right. Um, mm. Uh, I love the rankings of the open map. by the way, definitely go check yeah. them out. Uh, Earl does an awesome job. Um, but it, again, call me crazy, but I think, I think he's the only heavyweight I want. I legitly want. Um, and, and that's because of the shortened season. And I'm looking through and like, we all know how much of a meat grinder the big 10 is this year. ACC is yeah. the same way. And I'm looking through these. I didn't even realize the
1: big 12 the same damn way.
2: Um, <laughs>
0: Gannon Grimmel, uh, brian andrews carter eisley dalton robertson all, all these guys are back-to-back in the rankings mm-hmm. right I, it's just it's insane yeah i'm gonna go harvard or bus there
1: <laughs> i i would say also keep an eye out with uh with stencil too mm-hmm. yeah so with with the mac i don't think For sure. i mean you're gonna have zach elam there but uh or miss the Bell I, think the right. there, I think that's um, right i think um is going to have Jordan Wood. But if we're reading the tea leaves, so this what they say. um I never got that that term, reading Me the either.
0: tea. I've tried and, to use it, and I'm pretty sure I butchered it every time.
1: Yeah. It <laughs> sounded right, so keep going. All right. Um Jordan Wood being in the IWA, I think he beat him last year. But because of the NCA rule that you can't compete before November 1st, and he just was in the Nittany Lion thing – there's a chance he might be taking like an Olympic red shirt because I think he has that available to him. Yeah. He might be in college for eight years. Right. Yeah. He might be taking the Tanner hall. Yeah. You know, doctor. Speaking of is Tanner hall a sophomore this year? Uh, I think, <laughs> he, I think he's a super, 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 super senior. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think he actually graduated. I think he actually said yeah. like, we can't take your money anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's gotta be Dr. Hall by now. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if Wood is taking a an Olympic redshirt, if he's not competing this year, then yes, the Harvard heavyweight is definitely a guy to to target, and Stencil might be too, because I Stencil? I don't know if I don't know if Elam's going to take another Olympic. Yeah, no, I looked over that one for sure. Um,
0: yeah, I think Stencil, uh, he might be the guy I, I want the most, honestly, looking mm-hmm. back at it. Um, but yeah, I mean you get into this heavyweight tangent and honestly it's because heavyweight's so crazy in fantasy. so good. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, that's going to be the hardest way to, to navigate in fantasy. If you ask me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, we did it. We got through all six ACC teams. We're we done. covered them. Uh, <laughs> I think we covered them pretty, pretty dang good too. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned it, you know, kind of the intro for the last episode. Um, but fantasy wrestling is is growing, man. I'm so happy that we have this platform, WrestleStat. Um, yep. If you are not currently fantasy wrestling and you're listening because it's interesting, um, or even if you are or whatever you're doing, go to WrestleStat.com right now um, and check it out over there because, um, man, the guys over there are, are doing a great job and they have a bunch
1: of cool stuff coming out this year. Yeah, they're they're killing it. They're, and even if you don't want to do uh, – Fantasy wrestling, create a free account under WrestleStat. They have a pick 'em tournament that they do that, that, where they'll put up like 20 or so matches for the. I don't know what it's going to be like this year, um, but they do a thing of, of you know, uh, ba- I think it's based off of percentage, not so much how much, how many you get right, but a pick 'em contest basically week, week in and week out. But take a stab at it, throw a couple bucks down create a league, get some friends, try it one year. If you don't like it, that's fine. I think you're going to like it. It's, it's addicting. It's very fun because like I, I said in, in other podcasts, fantasy wrestling is the reason I got interested in Division One wrestling. I was a terrible student when it came to wrestling. I competed NCAA wrestling. I didn't pay attention to it. I watched it uh, Saturday night on ESPN. And I wanted to learn D1, but I couldn't will myself to just sit down and, and learn it. So I had to make a competition with it, with, yeah. with friends and everything. And, you know, that was seven, eight years ago. And look, I'm doing a podcast. I'm talking to you about fantasy wrestling in the ACC. Like this is, this is like a dream come true. It's addicting. It makes you care about the North, North Dakota state versus Oregon state match at 11 o'clock on the East coast. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh it's, it's, It's addicting. I think it's a very good way to even grow wrestling. I know that term's thrown out. Grow wrestling with friends, neighbors, spouses, anything like
0: that. Well, I think it's cool too. Like, you know, uh, again, a big part of my following is the, you know, friends, family of these ACC wrestlers. Um, And I encourage you to get a fantasy team and draft your son or best friend or whatever and then give them shit the entire year if they lose. (laughs) Um, I, I, oh man. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna be doing that with some of these guys that I've met and know. Uh, so it's gonna be fun, but uh, I know- Let's <laughs> go for, up to him. look,
1: man, I needed five more points.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna do that. Like I, I met some of these guys and I'm interviewing them and I, I know I'm getting to know them better. Um, so I'm definitely gonna text guys, you know, like, like, you know, I had Mickey on, right? So if I have Mickey's phone number, after he, he gets a tech, I'm gonna send him a message and be like,
1: you couldn't have pinned that guy? Come yeah. on, really? Yeah, you couldn't on, have- just Uh, yeah but uh it was right there
0: (laughs) oh yeah man but uh one thing i will say is uh i'm planning on doing an acc fantasy league um so if there's any you know any of you guys listening any fans of the acc in general if you guys want to be a part of it uh shoot me a message and let me know and you know first nine people or whatever that i need then i'll just throw you guys in there and we'll get the thing going
1: nice Uh, awesome
0: yeah, I think it'll be something fun to do. I'm also doing a dynasty league and I'm getting some people in there. So uh, if you don't have too many leagues already, Tony, then <laughs> I'm gonna hit you up. But all right, sure you, you have a bunch of. Uh, but we'll talk about that off air. But all again, right. thank you guys so much for joining us. We have such a great time talking about wrestling. Um, it's another two two plus hour episode, um, and I'm never disappointed we with do. that. So uh, thanks again, Tony. And again, one more time for the people: where can they find you? Um, and anything that you want to say, the floor is yours.
1: Yeah, so you guys can find the – the I put the hashtag Fantasy College Wrestling Action at, uh, at fantasyd one Russell is our Twitter handle. We, you know, retweet anything dealing with wrestling, fantasy, wrestling. Um, we'll be putting out weekly articles, uh, again, this season, whenever that season does start. Um, our articles are on Matt Scouts through Rockfin, uh, so keep an eye out for that we have some more stuff dropping soon. So, Um, and then we have our podcast, the fantasy college wrestling podcast, which is available on all major podcast sites, Apple, Spotify, I think are the, are the main one Um, closing remarks. I mean, this, this was fun. This was awesome. Um, We we essentially got like a second chance at it because of my fuck up from our podcast. So (laughs) I'm going to direct everyone to this one to listen to ACC and, and Carolina stuff. Um, but I think it's awesome what you're doing on, on the Rockfin with ACC. I, I've been saying for a long time, I think ACC is the second best conference wrestling. And it, it did kind of seem that like they were not mentioned as much as, the, as they probably should be. So you're doing a great service of awesome interviews, really in-depth articles and everything. I look forward to reading your stuff and, and using your material to make my picks <laughs> coming up.
0: That's what it's for, man. By all means. Um, Yeah. No, but if you guys are are podcast fans in general, especially wrestling, um, you guys need to listen to to Tony and Todd. Um, That's definitely one that's in my regular rotation. Um, I think I I finished the the Ohio State one the other day, and I believe you guys have another one coming out this week.
1: Um, Yep. We have one. We're doing it tomorrow. Iowa.
0: I'm looking forward to it so much. Um, Yep. That's going to be a good one. So make sure that you guys listen to that. Um, but I, I think that's all I got for everybody. So um, that's it from us over here. And look forward to, to next week when we're going to be sitting down with uh, ACC champ Zach Sherman and uh, probably sitting down with the Paulson twins up at UVA. So I uh, got some good stuff in store for next week. But nice. that's all from us. Um, thanks again, Tony. Thanks, Todd, wherever you are. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.
1: Thanks for having us on.